beyond infinity. So, John, social media regulations uh, and um, oversight has been talked about a lot recently. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg actually has come out and sort of made a statement calling for uh, regulation of Facebook's content and the way that elections and privacy are handled. So he's kind of, I don't know, is it too little, too late? Kicking and screaming, being, you know, clawing his way to, you know, please forgive us, please, Mm. you know, let us, um, you know, be part of the conversation rather than be dictated to. And there's a big, uh, well, the threat of uh, some pretty major fines hanging over the company's head. So uh, he might be trying to defray that a little bit if if possible. Yeah, so, you know, we've previously reported on, you know, the UK Parliament with recommendations on, on, on sort of how to monitor or what needs to happen with social media. We've also talked about what's happening in Australia with, you know, proposed regulations and what this does is it makes it pretty disjointed because each country then has their own sort of rules and regulations so the question is well how does a social network then fit into each country's rules and regulations so for example you know if there's hate speech or if there's a live streaming uh, incident that they need to remove there might be a different rule for each country a country might say you cannot display this full stop and so if that is displayed then does that mean that that social network is shut down in that country or does that mean fines or or you know directors can be charged the, the question is well how does a social network then uh, comply with each different country's rules and regulations and this is where you know mark zuckerberg has sort of come in and and he's basically put his hand up and he said well look you know we do agree we think that there needs to be regulation of content and he, he published uh, on his own page and on the Washington Post basically a letter which was sort of formally um, identifying a few key areas which he thinks that need um, some additional security or scrutiny you know the four key areas include um, harmful content and he wants overarching rules and benchmarks social apps can be measured by mm-hmm. election integrity he wants clear government def- definitions of what constitutes a political or issue ad uh, privacy he wants GDPR style regulations globally that can impose sanctions on violators Mm -hmm. and also data portability where he wants users to be able to bring their own info from one app to another so i guess what he's saying by that is is he wants to hand back control of the data to the user which is where it should be in the first place Mm. but historically what we've seen with with most if not all social networks is that the data is kept and mined by these social networks and then sold off for a profit elsewhere i mean cambridge analytica um, was taking advantage of of that and many other sites as well mm. uh, and so you know this is this really does sort of call into question the, the model of social media you have got access to a free network generally and you can create and share with friends family um, or become a business and, and publish who you want to those social networks then make money from the data they've collected from you Mm. in the form of advertising to you. So Mm. if you're located in a certain area, um, if you like certain things, then advertisers can pay to then show the message to you. So that model to a degree works really well. If if you change your status from uh, single to engaged, you get flooded with 
offers from jewellery shops to yeah. provide you with engagement rings. Exactly. Classic so example. How you search. I mean, there's things which is a, a, a pixel which you can put onto your website which is from Facebook. And that means that if you, as a Facebook user, travel to a website that's got that pixel on it, that, in, that data goes back to Facebook to then track you and identify what you're looking for, what you like. So you've probably seen it where, you know, you might go to a, you know, a large retail chain, for example, uh, you're looking at a, a product that's a camera or a phone you go back into facebook and all of a sudden you're seeing ads from those companies in your facebook feed you know that's the fundamental way that these social networks tend to to work and there's even been yeah. suggestions which we've talked about where you know allegedly the microphone on your phone can be activated you can be talking about something yes. and there's tests that have been done of this you have a discussion about something and guess what you get offered it by via your, your facebook feed and and this then calls into you know well then how do you regulate that so mm. you know facebook have been in charge about you know what ads are suitable to show based on sort of public opinion so we have seen political ads in past and those political ads did influence people um, sure. we don't know to what degree they did whether they made more people vote but we do know that state actors have utilized the social networks advertising tools to get in front of people that can be influenced so mm. we know that that's happening uh, in America the, the UK with Brexit for example and we've got an upcoming election here in Australia and that may be used there's potential for that to be used as well not just in Facebook there are other avenues as well mm. so um, the question is you know who regulates that and then who regulates the regulators if it's uh, self-managed then you know it's all about the dollar because well why would I stop an ad if I'm going to make a buck and we know where that leads because that's basically been the way that these companies have operated since their inception 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And look where we are now. So there is clearly, you know, we've got that parliamentary report from the United Kingdom. We've got a, a big groundswell of, of regulation and uh, breaking encryption and all sorts of stuff, which is highly debatable stuff. It does make impositions on privacy. It makes impositions on freedom of speech. It is a balance that's being looked for. But without some kind of direct intervention, these social media companies are not going to change their, their game at all. They and, have no reason to. And, and it's against what, what's made them so profitable. And I do agree with um, Mark Zuckerberg's sort of point on the GDPR regulations. There mm. should be a global uh, unified approach to this, whether mm. it's you know the United Nations of the Internet, for example, where there is some accountability and each country can submit their own rules and regulations requirements for social networks because mm. you know here in Australia we you know want to, want to get rid of um, you know the certain things like we've had with this uh, massacre in New Zealand we want to make sure that that information doesn't get spread out and that's removed from social networks well that should be across the globe so it should be uh, an option to submit then you know go through an approvals process hopefully quickly and we know that politics can slow things down but hopefully these these kind of scenarios can get through and if you don't abide by these rules and regulations then you're fined or you're blocked from certain countries or all countries that are you know participants in this united nations of internet yep I mean, look, it is belated, um, and some would say it's only in response to the threat of large fines that uh, you know that, that Facebook is coming out and making this suggestion of, of you know adopting GDPR rules that have applied in Europe for a while. But you know, one of the other things is is that regulators need to be educated about what might be able to achieve 
their ends because yeah. you know you had that example when he when Zuckerberg was in front of Congress, there were five minute questions from people who were who were actually who were barely computer literate. Yeah. You know, so so yeah, how you, do you make your money? Exactly, you've got yeah. you've got to edu- you've got to be educated quite a bit to be able to ask the right questions and to even you know to have a say in how these regulations are formed. Yeah. You know, to make them effective to actually achieve the goals that Look, society is looking for. For too long, it has been the wild west of the internet where people can say and do whatever they like and it was a great experiment that has failed because too many people even if it's only you know a few percent of people that is enough to you know cause outrage and hurt and harm we know that uh, young people are impressionable they can take uh, what they see as real even if it's supposed to be fake controlling and this can cause terrible things extremism in any way I and mean, we don't like extremism at all and that can happen on the left and on the right we see uh, where you know live streaming of massacres we see deaths we see uh, terrible things that are not not healthy uh, at all and so it it does require uh, a third party an outside influence to come in and say you had your shot it didn't work you can't keep doing this therefore we're going to impose these rules and regulations and, and i think to in some ways to the defense of Zuckerberg and others, unless you have or until you have really clear definitions of, you know, what constitutes a political advertising, what where's that line, where does something become political or, or you know, overtly or even covertly political and, and therefore maybe have a role in trying to influence an election outcome, that kind of stuff, where do things, you need to define things very tightly. Sure. So there has been a lack of oversight and maybe there's been a, a dependence from regulators and lawmakers around the world that uh, these big social media giants will somehow be self-regulating and that in itself will be reliable and be be enough but clearly it's not enough but in order to have regulations you've got to do a lot of work on definitions Mm -hmm. you've got to look at what actually happens in the real world Mm -hmm. you've got to try to future proof the recommendations and the regulations that you're bringing in so that they can't be just circumvented with the next round of technology or the next development of technology or if there's some simple way of just sidestepping the whole issue there does need to be a very detailed understanding of the technology on the part of regulators to be able to make these changes and make them stick. And the sad thing is there will be people that don't want these changes made and therefore will delay this as long as possible by obfuscating the truth and and just trying to d- drive people apart. So the longer these definitions take to, to be created um, or agreed upon, that means that the, the longer it is before there's, uh, there's, there's any real action. Facebook has issued a a blanket ban on white nationalism and white separatism and is working closely with several governments around the world and is developing an independent oversight committee. Quoting Zuckerberg, one idea is for third-party bodies to set standards governing the distribution of harmful content and to measure companies against those standards. Regulation could set baselines for what's prohibited and require companies to build systems for keeping harmful content to a bare minimum. Now, obviously, this is all stuff that you'd expect someone who's who's sort of wanting to defend his, his company, defend its, its business models as much as possible and defends against the prospect of big fines. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.